Avengers one time where I lifted her up <laughs> to change her. And it was projectile shit. She shit <laughs> everywhere. I'm talking about in the little playpen she's in. It hit some of the shit that was on the couch. And I put the diaper down so I could change her. I put the new diaper on. I take a step back. I step in the old diaper. <laughs> full of shit and piss. <laughs> and that taught me patience, which was my real answer. <laughs> Welcome to Boy Meets Bravo, your new favorite weekly Bravo TV recap podcast with a twist. We're two Bravo-holics just trying to make it nice and show a formerly unwilling participant why Bravo TV is gone with the wind fabulous. I'm Bree. And I'm LP. And this is Boy Meets Bravo. Episode 61! That's good. what I had. I don't. It was in my arsenal. That's what I had. Into it. Into it. I've missed the soundboard. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been. It's been a few minutes. A lot has happened, is what we'll say. Yeah, a lot has happened. So you got your stomach cut up. Listen, we have a baby here. <laughs> Y'all became parents. We became parents. Um, so we had to take a, a little T.O. to figure out all of that because it was earlier than we had anticipated. It was supposed to be May, which is like, I think her due date, what, is tomorrow? Yeah, May 7th was my due date, and the homegirl came April 12th. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so how do you want to even begin this? <laughs> Should we start with the your water breaking? At a very casual moment. Yeah. Yeah. So like a, a quick rundown. Um, Desmond's friend and co-host of a podcast that they had called The Gentleman's Yearbook. Uh, Jay came over. And as Jay was pulling into our driveway, I'm just in. We're, we're just standing in the garage and my water breaks. It's like out of a movie. Um, I thought you just pissed yourself. Yeah. Because I looked at Desmond and I, and I kind of like... I didn't know what to do with my body. And I said, I think I'm leaking. And I don't know what you said. All right. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> What's the man supposed to say? I know. And you I need help. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that feels like a lot. So I went upstairs and before I called my doctor, I did what most of us would do. I Googled and I texted my friend who's a doctor before, you know, calling the actual doctor who is, who is mine. Um, and so the doctor was like, you should come to the hospital. So I went back downstairs and I looked at Desmond. I looked at Jay and I said, we got to go. <laughs> so we had just packed our hospital bags because I was like, we have to be prepared. And we you, thought, know how, you know how pissed off I was about you nagging me about that damn hospital bag <laughs> every other day. We got to pack your bag. It's, I just need to throw some underwear in a bag and I'm good. But you're right. I give you that. <laughs> yes. I give you that. I, I didn't anticipate being. Can you imagine right. trying to find your underwear in a panic moment when <laughs> wife is quote unquote leaking? Oh like, gosh. come on. Yeah. So we went to the hospital and we didn't tell anybody we were going yet because we were like, maybe it'll be like a semi false alarm situation. Like you can go back home. Because for the record, a few weeks early. Right? Yes. Like three and a half weeks early. Um, so we went to the hospital and then they, they admitted us and I asked the nurse if we were staying and she laughed in my face and said, uh, yes. Um, and then it all just, then it all began, it all began, it all began. We ordered Wingstop as our pre labor dinner meal. <laughs> did you pick that up on the way or did you have it delivered to the hospital? We had it delivered. Yeah. Okay, I was going to be impressed if you took a beat and stopped on your way to Wingstop. Well, she did take a shower before we even left. Like, she was moseying around the house. Well, I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm like, girl, if this is real, (laughs) you're taking your sweet-ass time. I was downstairs drinking beers with Jay, just waiting. Yeah. I knew that it wouldn't happen, like, right that minute. So I was like, let me shower, because who knows when I can do that again. And then when we got to the hospital, I asked several times. I was like, can I eat? Can I eat now? Can I eat now? Because I knew once it started, I would not be able to eat, and that would have been a problem for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Fast forward, you know, um, 
15 hours or so, and I had to have a, an unplanned C-section, and homegirl popped out, crying, cone-headed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you guys have seen oh. the movie Coneheads, that's exactly what she looked like. It was oh, scary. my God. I I showed up to the hospital, and I was like, she has the most perfectly round, beautiful face, and Brie was like, pull back her, her little cap a little bit, and I lied to you not. <laughs> you couldn't help but laugh. You couldn't help but laugh at that poor beautiful baby girl. It was so long yeah. <laughs> because I had labored for a little bit, so she was squeezing through, and then they were like, "Never mind," and just pulled her out the other way. But cut you right on open. They did. And you were Ooh. right there. What was that like? Now that it's over, I can say this without it feeling bad. She looked like a crime scene, yo. Mm. All that blood, skin. Ooh, jeez. Yeah, it Ooh. was, it was a lot. Like you saw? Yeah, that shit was like a motherfucking HBO duck. Oh, God. Mm. I um, I don't know. Labor all, like the whole situation was like a like a four out of ten, right? Um, only a four because there's a baby at the end. But it wasn't awesome. Um, the, the hospital we were at and the doctors and nurses were all great. But like the whole, the whole experience is just very, very surreal. I watched too much Grey's Anatomy to have to... You know, where I think that I'm a doctor, but I'm not. So, like, things are beeping and there's lines. And I'm like, what does that mean? Wait, I already know. Because am I a cardiothoracic surgeon? Maybe. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And it was it was just, it was a lot. But we have this real cute baby who is currently napping. She she's awake all night. The head shape is starting to come together it now. It is. Rounding out. Perfect it is. little baby. So, yeah. LP. I will uh, say, un- unequivocally. One of the most beautiful babies I've ever seen. Oh. Gorgeous. I even told my siblings that, who both have recently had children. And I was <laughs> like, you guys have... <laughs> I was like, you guys have beautiful children. I'm in love with your children. But <laughs> this baby is the prettiest baby I've ever seen. <laughs> so they agreed. So... <laughs> She's a cutie. It's definitely a... Definitely a, a learning curve hmm. over here, um, but uh, but yeah, but it's all it's all happening, as Sheena Shea Have, would say. <laughs> as she as Sheena Shea would say, is there anything you guys feel like you've like any particular lesson you feel like you've learned since becoming parents in the last three weeks? Um, funny answer or real answer? I give you the funny one first. Both. Yeah, funny one. Um, I'm not as scared of shit as I thought I would be. <laughs> Because, oh, and there she goes. Uh-huh. Probably just shit herself. <laughs> but um, like I told y'all, I didn't plan on changing any diapers. That was my goal. I'm like, Brie, you got this. I don't do well with smells and shit and like bodily fluids. That's just not my thing. But then once she got here and I saw how tired Brie was, I started changing diapers. And there's one time where I lifted her up <laughs> to change her. And it was projectile shit. She shit <laughs> everywhere. I'm talking about in the little playpen she's in. It hit some of the shit that was on the couch. So I cleaned her up, right? Brie was asleep late at night. And I put the diaper down so I could change her. I put the new diaper on. I take a step back. I step in the old diaper. <laughs> full of shit and piss. And that taught me patience, which was my real answer. <laughs> He's doing great. That is a beautiful story. It is a good story. And y'all, this baby, our kid was really, really tiny. She was five pounds. And so for this little tiny thing to literally projectile shit often is impressive. It's really impressive. She got that from her poppy. <laughs> I, can, I can go anywhere, anytime. God. You know, you know how people can like force themselves to burp. If I need to poop, I can force myself to wow. poop. Wow. Yeah. So mm. that's a healthy bowel. It is. I'm jealous. And Carter has it. She does. Um, I have learned. I don't know. I think just like, like on a like a physiological level, just like living on like minimal sleep. I'm just that's something I've learned. Like we have to get up like several times at night, and the first few times we had to do that was really 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 hard and now it's still hard but like your body is just like okay up up you go Um, yeah so you just kind of get used to that and I'm just living on this like three hour cycle where I like feed her change her nap pump an hour break 
feed her, change her, nap, pump, an hour break. Like, it's just like, is that all day, like for 24 hours? Um, and so, yeah, just like this new normal for right now. But I know that it's just a temporary normal that we'll like be able to sleep again soon and mm. stuff. And she's real cute, which helps. I think babies are cute for that reason so that you aren't like so mad at them. Well, I did see a video that said it's a proven fact that men get fat with the women. Uh, oh, that sounds so bad. Men get bigger <laughs> with their pregnant <laughs> wives. <laughs> that sounded so bad. Men get bigger with their pregnant wives so they can pack on energy and uh, shit that they'll need for the sleepless nights. Mm. So that's why I got big. So we're uh, <laughs> facts, facts. be on our healthy kick. Oh, yeah, I ate a salad yesterday. He did, which is, y'all, if you know this man. I don't eat greens. That was a miracle. I got to stay alive for my baby now. <laughs> he has a reason to live. I'm trying to live. Yeah. <laughs> I want Ray to live. That's what Giselle said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so that's what's happening over here. LP is an aunt again. Um, is she awakening? She is awakening. Well, I don't know. Babies make a lot of noise in their sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, like, grunt and even cry and but she's like fully asleep so i learned that after the mm. first few nights anytime she'd make a noise throughout the night i'd get up and make sure she was good and man you talk about sleepless nights <laughs> like i probably didn't sleep when i was when we're doing our uh, pm shifts yeah i didn't sleep <laughs> as a matter of fact i fell asleep with my ass up once so i was on the couch right our playpen is still left of the couch and uh so i have to be able to see her all the time so I just had my head down on the back of the couch and like my knees in the middle of the couch just so I could watch her. And I just fell asleep like that. He was like, it, it was like his own fetal position on the couch. So she, he was leaning over to, to like, look at her. That is so <laughs> precious. You fell asleep looking at your baby. Yeah. In other Bravo baby news, we have another like Bravo Leb baby. Kate Chastain had her baby. Uh, over the past couple of days, I don't remember the exact day, but um, congrats to her. She named her son Sullivan K, which sounds like a yachty. It's <laughs> he does sound like he should be working on a yacht. It yeah. sounds like an island somewhere. Yeah, yeah. sounds Sullivan like somewhere K. down in the Bahamas. Where are you vacationing? Oh, Sullivan K. Me too. Sullivan K. Wow. <laughs> Who's this? Favorite place to go. Who's this woman? She was like the OG uh, below deck chief stew for mm. several years with Captain. Um, for a while. So yeah, so that's exciting. She was the chief stew. That's true. She was like, she's like, she was the chief stew of all the chief stews. It's what all chief stews tried to be. Like I like Hannah. She was a fine chief stew, but like Kate was the queen of the chief stews. Queen of the no questions. She was yeah. So that baby, that baby is here. Um, I don't know. Besides what we're going to talk about today, that's like all the all the baby news that we have uh, personally and yeah, Bravo wise. We're diving into the baby news stuff <laughs> we today. Are. Um, before we head into that though, so since we've been gone, um, there's been a lot of Bravo <laughs> news. I had to. I had to. Um, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, so BravoCon is is coming back, Desmond. Let us know in the group chat. Like I did last year. Yep. In all caps, this is not a drill. <laughs> and I'll put the link. Yep. And this year, we're going to Vegas. We are going to Vegas. Cha-ching! I am so fucking excited. Desmond's been trying to go to Vegas for a hot minute. And since he loved BravoCon the first time, like zero sarcasm. Um, yeah. So we're, we're definitely going. And we've learned our lesson from last BravoCon. Book Seven early. Lessons. Book early. SVIP. SVIP. Um, the ex, some of the extra stuff, like like a watch what happens live filming and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so we're gonna do it a little bit differently this time. I'm not gonna start don't drinking as early. Don't decide to. <laughs> yeah, don't decide to walk literally the entirety of the city of New York the day before. Yeah, but. We all got to have our Apple watches on. We're gonna get a lot of steps. Not only at BravoCon, but Vegas. Walk in the strip. Yeah. The last time I was there, I think I walked eight miles in a day. Shit's crazy. Yeah. I'm excited. I've already booked my mom for It'll be a wild time. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm excited I'll be able to drink this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
It's going to be a different trip for me. Um, so that's exciting. So we are already looking at hotels. Um, and we're <laughs> probably going to book like soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you already get Emily on board? We need our musketeers. <clears throat> she is on board. She is on board. Yes. So uh, she is she is down to clown for Vegas. When is it this year? Around October the again? Same weekend, I think like it's November. November 7th, maybe. Okay. I think it starts. Second. Okay, yeah, November 2nd. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Not only <laughs> do I want to go to BravoCon, but I haven't gambled in a while. And I'm not even a gambling man. But living in Georgia, and then you go to Vegas, it's like going to a private school and then going to a university. It's like everything just opens up, you know. I could gamble. If I was that type of guy, I can legally get hookers, you know. It seems like all drugs are legal out there pretty much. Vegas like the wild wild west so it is like the wild wild west and you can eat well in Vegas too that's the other good part about Vegas I the shows are also fun like there are some shows out there that depending on who's who's you know if we could find a way to get free Adele tickets my heart might stop but, <laughs> um, um who else has a show out there? it could be a good time Erica Jane who's not performing during BravoCon, but she has a residency out there She's coming She's got like up. a little mini residency. Yeah, shout out Does to her. She? We're on the way. We are on the way. Y'all who missed out last year, don't do it again. <laughs> yeah, that We're was gonna be out there. You will never guess what has just arrived. Uh-oh. Okay. What do we got Amazon here, ladies? Brie, do you want to tell them what just popped up? Um, Sure. Well, LP goes to yeah. it. So, um, you want to stick around for the end of the show because we, it, obviously we've got game time, but this game time is tailored toward the theme of this episode. We just talked to you about the birth of our daughter. We're going to talk about, um, New Jersey and we actually looked back at a, yeah, you tell them girlfriend. What you trying to say, girl? <laughs> um, and, uh. Uh, we looked at an episode where Teresa's giving birth, and so to cap off our episode, Desmond's going to be in the hot seat. We're going to play a little trivia, and he is going to be hooked up to a muscle-contracting simulation machine so that he can get a feel of what the hell I dealt with before they decided to wheel me to the OR. <laughs> First, I want to say shout-out to all the women out there. I, I know birth is tough, and I know... These contractions are a lot, so I'm a little nervous, but um, that's why women are stronger than men. So, save that. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. <laughs> okay, so before we head into uh, the the rest of the things, right? So Desmond has, I mean, we know that he is our like resident Bravo insider, but he has been um, kind of up to date on on an ex Roni member. She's been in the news recently so our girl ebony k williams has been getting some heat mm-hmm. um, let me get this clip ready. because of something that she said in an interview with ayanla banzant is that her name ayanla. oh is that how you say it maybe ayanla. <laughs> oh god it's like i-l-y my my tongue doesn't move that way <laughs> okay eliana i think it's ayanla i okay yeah it's all right all right run the clip to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about. They're not earning the incomes. They're not having the resources. And some of them are not even showing up in the leadership. Would you date a bus driver? You. Would you date if a If he bus owns driver? the bus. If he owns no. it. If he owns the bus. See, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay. Because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, but the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who we are as women. But yeah, that was very controversial. She was trending on Twitter because of that. She's been all over like the media circuit on her podcast, on her show, on the breakfast club on, you said they talked about it on the view. Yeah. Like she's been everywhere. I know like, you know, no press is bad press, but it's been a lot. She's going everywhere and doubling down. I'll be honest. Is it that controversial of an opinion? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, I am not opposed to her answer. Like, and if we're all being like super honest with ourselves, the problem with what she said and how she's like trying to back it up is that she's not 
like a lot of people are saying like what you said was offensive to people and her response to that is I'm sorry if that offended you which people hate to hear instead of just being like oh I didn't mean it that way I'm I'm sorry period um she's like going on this whole tour of of what she really meant without apologizing for it but shit when you met me I was broke what you mean you agree with her no you weren't Desmond you weren't not in a way where like we couldn't go out or you know anything I like also that. think that like broke and like maybe stuck or just choosing to stay in one place in one's life are two very different things. Broke with potential and drive and determination and ability is one thing. But like I all I, I and I I'm not I'm making assumptions, but I'm assuming that's what she meant in a degree about if he owns the bus, right? If he is aspirational or you know, has work, has work ethic or wants to work hard to achieve things. Like, I think that is a difference in person. Like you can be broke if you're working to get somewhere, but. I feel like you are her Luther. If you guys remember Luther from Key and Pill, that was like the translation oh. of what she <laughs> yeah. wanted to say. And she's catching the flag right. because that's what she didn't say. Because just to go straight from, no, I wouldn't date a bus driver to only if he owned a bus, there's a lot of gaps in between that she's just right. missing out on. So she caught flack, rightfully so, in my opinion. That also isn't surprising. I don't know why it's surprising to anybody that she would answer that way either, though. Because she dates white men? No, be well, no, <laughs> but because <laughs> does she? she does, and she's gotten a lot of flag for that too. I'm but just I, but I mean, just for who she is, like she is, she doesn't seem like the type who just like who I don't know if it was like Giselle or somebody, one of the housewives was like, I'm not dating somebody who doesn't have money. It just kind of that's just what it is for her. And I get it. You can't blame people for their preferences. Like me, I took no offense to it because I'm not out here trying to get an Ebony K. Williams. There's just different types of women, just like there's different types of men. The, the rich men who would want a submissive wife who doesn't work or do anything. And she's just asking for someone who's has money already. So I'm not mad at it, but I can see how it could be offensive. So. I still wish she was on Roni. Even with the new cast. I wish that she came back. Oh, uh, you want BLM Roni? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I want Ebony with Center Peach. That's a lot of letters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, the thing that Ebony needed on that show was friends that were her age and of her same. I don't know, like just friends, like her actual friends. Thought, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like because she came in needing to feel like she was representing a population, and she was like doing what she could to represent black women on Bravo and Roni and all of that. And so it came across as like her sole storyline. But if she had had friends where that just was part of their regular conversation, a part of their everyday existence, rather than having to prove that to a bunch of white ladies, like it, I think it would have played differently. Yep. I agree. Speaking of that, isn't Roni coming back? It is coming back. I think I saw a trailer or like a little teaser on Twitter the other day. This summer by Bravo is going to be amazing um, because Roni, I'm trying to see because you put it in the group chat. So Roni's coming in July, July mm. 16th. Uh, Atlanta is coming back this week. The mm. new summer house with the black cast at Martha's Vineyard, that's coming this week. Mm. Um, Real Housewives of OC is coming back this summer. Like we're going to get. Who's on that? Um, was on OC. Honestly, we skipped a whole season of OC because we hated it. That um, was um, girl who's married to that white man who did something with the Lion King. Uh, that's Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. Damn. OC was meh, whatever. But I'm gonna try for OC again because Tamara's back on OC. <clears throat> so we'll see about that. What do you think, girlfriend? She said, "Yay." <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, very last thing before we get into all the things is Scandaval update. Have you heard any new things? No, I'm tired. Did you watch the, the finale it. trailer? Oh, old girl was popping her shit on him? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm with you that I'm tired of it a little bit. I mean, I'm eating up what's going on on the show in real time because it's like 
wild to watch it and very cringy to watch it all unfold where you're seeing him actively cover up cheating and like, but I'm ready for her to pop off. Like I, this is what we've all been waiting for. We are waiting for Sandoval to get eviscerated. Mm -hmm. And I hear that he does on the um, reunion as well. Like everyone, mm -hmm. including Andy has confirmed that like, it is like taking a sword and cutting into his guts and just ripping downwards. <laughs> like, yeah. Well-deserved. Damn. Man. They've been having their moment though, because Ariana is like going to the White House correspondence dinner with Lisa Vanderpump and Lala. And you know, that one was odd to me. I'll be honest. I don't know how I felt about it at first, but like, Bravo's made it to the White House, so our stamp has been made official in the presidential seal. Well, I learned that different like publications invite people to their table at that dinner, so it wasn't like Joe Biden being like, hey, Lala Kent and Ariana, come on down, which made more sense to me after the fact, because I was, I was also like, why would they go? But if you haven't seen it, I think the comedian's name is Roy Woods Jr., one of the best. Yeah ones i've seen yet hilarious he's hosted i think the uh, other white house correspondence centers he is hysterical mm -hmm. he is he's on the daily show do you did you ever watch him on the daily show no is he the replacement um no one's been named as trevor's replacement but he was an anchor on not an anchor i'm sorry he was a correspondent mm. on the daily show so he would go do like bits remote bits like he was doing a lot of it during trump election time frame so like he would go out and like fuck with the trump people and it was good times yeah. always a good time <laughs> um yeah. the so only it's gonna be a hot summer too speaking of that but go ahead oh yes that Ooh. is true oh boy got some shit coming <laughs> um the only other kind of scandal thing is that it's digging up past cast members and kind of bringing them back to the forefront of our TV screens. So like, did you see that Kristen Doty was on watch what happens live this week? I did. I watched it. That shocked me. Like I understand that she's got that kind of, um, you know, insight that other cast members might not be able to like disclose, but the fact that she was brought back to watch what happens live after she was fired from the show <clears throat> is interesting to me. Um, and then Jax and Brittany have kind of like a recap show where they like watch old episodes and react to it. Um, so I don't know. I'm here for it. Yeah. I was all for it. I don't know that we, I want Kristen Doty back on my television I screen. It seems like she's grown a lot. It feels like she's, there's some maturation that's happened since we've last seen her, but I don't want her back on my screen, but it's nice to have that insight. It's yes. nice to have Brittany and Jack's like commenting on things because they text with these people. They're friends with these people. So like, and Jack's, they, was, Jack's was friends with like, obviously friends with Sandoval forever and they had had a falling out. So he's spilling everything. All the beans from like all, years of friendship. Breaking Broco. He don't is. Like it. He absolutely That's is. <laughs> That's not cool. Oh my god! I don't know that bro code was ever there, to be honest, because they like would sleep with each other's girlfriends. So like, that shit happened. You know what I mean? Sorry, but okay. No, let's be honest. Come on. But when you go past like the line of spilling insider stuff and stuff that I told you and stuff that we've done together, that's when we got to fight. That is a lot. That is a lot. Well, I am pining pining for the reunion and the finale should we hop into tea time and talk about you know teresa's chuckarella please <laughs> what what the fuck is that brb a chuck a ch okay y'all gotta tell me off mic <laughs> good news fam we know you love you some bravo but You've got to admit, you have your favorites, and Dr. Tiffany Moon is absolutely one of ours. That's why we're excited to offer our listeners a 20% discount on your next purchase of Dr. Moon's Aromasthesia medical-themed candles. Need to relax? Get yourself the Xanax candle. Trying to keep the nausea at bay anytime you accidentally catch a Kelly Dodd tweet? Try the Zofran candle. Yes, y'all, these are named for legit medical drugs, and we are here for it. So to use your 20% discount today, visit shop.tiffanymoon.com.
tiffanymoonmd.com and use discount code BOYMEETSBRAVO, no spaces. That's shop.tiffanymoonmd.com and use discount code BOYMEETSBRAVO. Welcome back. It's officially tea time. What are we sipping on? Well, in honor of the birth of your child, uh, we thought we would do a little bit of a throwback Thursday, also a little bit of an update episode from our ladies of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We like were thinking about how we could tie housewives into the fact that Bree just had a child. We were like, which housewife <laughs> has given birth on, <clears throat> on camera? Uh, Real housewives <laughs> before on camera. And of course, of course, the only one that has would be none other than our beloved Teresa Judice Judice Ruella. <laughs> Damn, round of applause. Oh my God. She has done everything on camera. If we're just being like very, very, if we're giving our flat, her flowers, right? She has right. just like shown her life on camera with her family. She has gone to prison. She has given birth to a child. She has divorced her husband who was deported because he sent her to prison. He, she has had her wedding to her second husband filmed like everything like open book. So what I'm hearing, she's given us her life. She's the LeBron James of housewives. Like she's the one she's done it all. She's done it all. I mean, I don't know who else could even compare. There's only other one other person that could say that they've given like up their freedom for housewives, but when we know who that is, but no one's given us more. No, nobody has. Shout out to Teresa. I'm coming yeah. around. You know what? Um, before you guys start talking about this throwback episode, um, I'm gonna skip ahead just for one second. I did watch the latest episode, and. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm starting to change because I also watched this new episode of New Jersey and I was always team Melissa. Um, but now I love Teresa and I'm just sad that they don't like each other. Like, I really wish they could mend that. It's a super constant storyline, like very negative and sad. Yeah. Especially with the new sister-in-law here starting to take over and body shit. Mm, I just feel bad for Melissa. <laughs> but yeah. How would you feel, and maybe it's different because you're a boy and you don't probably don't care about being in uh, weddings, but what if you did care and you're, hmm, I'm trying to think of, and your brother was getting married and mm-hmm. asked everyone around you except for you to be in the wedding? You got to pick somebody else because I want to have Okay. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm trying to pay, I'm trying to be realistic. What about what about your sister and they were getting married and your brother-in-law asked everybody oh, except I, for you. Yeah, but feel, but you've known him forever and all of that. I've known Andre for years. Yeah. He's um he's been like a older brother mentor type to me. I wouldn't feel a type of way. You wouldn't care. Mm-mm. It's your day, you know what I mean? Does Melissa feel a type of way that Teresa didn't ask her to be? I think initially she did. Girl, get and now she's yourself. like, okay, whatever. Or maybe she's just saying that. I don't know. I think she felt it because she felt the show. I mean, come on, Melissa. Like, do you actually expect to be in the wedding? Right. I don't think so. They haven't liked each other for years. They do not like each other. Years. And so, like, why would we pretend? Like, it's it's for the show. It's a farce. Like, if I didn't get an it's invite. It's a farce. Then I'd feel a type of way. As long the as, wedding. Yeah, she got invited, right? What would have to happen for you to not show up to your brother's wedding or your brother-in-law's wedding? My brother-in-law's wedding, which would be your sister's wedding. Um, like what, what would have to happen fight. for you not to, between you, me and my brother-in-law? We'd okay. have to fist fight, and still I'll probably end up going. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, just squ- just square up, knuckle up. There was one time where I offered to uh, get into an MMA fight with Andre. He's a big dude too. He is. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. So shout out to Andre. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't take me up on that. Why were you gonna do that? Just cause. You know what I mean. Man. Yeah, it was a stage in my life where I just wanted to fight. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, let's, let's hop in a cage. You never wanted to fight? When's the last time you got into a fight? No, I don't do that. That's not how black women fight. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tucker Carlson. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's not how white men fight. Oh, my God. Money <laughs> uh, punch him in his shit. Yes. What you so, Teresa. <laughs> and... <laughs> And pushing her fourth child out of her chuckarella. Chuckarella. As she likes to say. Oh, that's her chuckarella. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cute, cute. They I think I think Chucky is like a New Jersey term for the hooch. Uh the lady bits. Yeah. And so I think they've like thrown a spin on it and call it the Chuckarella. Interesting. Yeah. So this is from season. I mean, it's two. a lady. Why would you call it a Chucky? That's a man's name. Um, but like, yeah. Yeah, season two, episode four, Boobies, Bubbles, and Babies, I okay. believe was the name of the episode. Boobies. Boobies. Yeah. You, I have to start by saying, we literally heard Teresa give birth on this episode. We did. Like, we heard her scream in pain. We heard her wince. We heard her like, oh, ah, ee, oh, like all of it. (laughs) Yeah, we literally could hear every aspect of her giving birth. I tried. I brought, I had the microphone. I had the roadcaster in the car. I was ready. I was not in a position (laughs) (laughs) to to record live. Um, I was going to give you all some exclusive audio. Yeah, well, Teresa gave us the exclusive. I mean, we saw her, so, like, she tells Joe, like, it's time to go. He seems real, like, not excited about it. Like, he's not in a hurry. He's not trying to, you know, he's not trying to. I mean, he's he's being Joe Judice, right? Wife's in labor. He can be, barely be bothered to get out of bed. He's making his coffee. But it sounds, honestly, like it wasn't too different from your birth experience. It was like. Guess we'll wait around, hang out, eventually head to the hospital. Yeah, she she was having like some contractions at her house. I wasn't yet. So that's why I knew like, you know, she wasn't going to like come in the car or anything. Um, but mm. also this was Teresa's fourth child. So like it was, it's pretty routine for them, I think. They just be having babies. What I realized about this episode is that I miss the old tree. I miss our girl. Who you miss? I feel like the old Teresa. <laughs> like she, she was just so much more genuine, and it Innocent. was less. Yeah, it was like less calculated. It was less. She's she's become a housewife bot, I think, to a degree. She's like filling her fulfilling her role, her duty as a housewife. It feels like more so than anything now, almost phoning it in to a degree. And back in the day, she just was so genuine. She just was sweet. Like she was like putting on lipstick and like smacking at the camera. She was, was. (laughs) you know, and she, it just, her, her confessionals are more genuine and innocent. And like, she, you, you feel like you're getting an actual snapshot of the person as they are rather than who she wants to be in the role she wants to fulfill on the show. Yeah. I think she's way more aware now of, like you said, that role that she plays and like how she is Mm -hmm. seen by the media and the audience. And I will say, I think Louie has a lot to do with that too. Like, I mean, from the beginning, we've been a little questioning about Louie and like how he snuck into her heart and all of that and how, I don't know, like they don't have a prenup. Like why? why? There's like a lot of things that are, that I question about Louie and like his past that has come up in the media and stuff too. Um, And so I think since they've been together, it's even more like calculated and all of that. And we see that in this most recent episode where Louie calls her and he's like, all right, so for this breakfast or whatever they're hosting, he's like, I've invited everybody, but I'm not inviting Melissa and Joe. And she's like, we're recording, we're filming. That's her fault. She should have said that as soon as she answered the phone. Yeah, she should have. Just like when you're in the car and like my brother or Jay calls me like, hey, (laughs) Bree's in here. Hey, (laughs) what's going on? You got to play that shit off. Yeah. So we see a little crack in Louis kind of like, because he's trying to make himself be this like, you know, the peacekeeper and whatever. And and so that was a that was a fun little slip. Well, we just saw a slap, like a sliver of their ulterior motives, yeah. right? Like that there is the Teresa that she chooses to portray on camera and the Teresa that is either cal- like truly hates her family or is like calculating for that, for the show. One of the two, 
you see the veil a little bit lifted. The fourth wall got broken because now we see that that's an actual discussion about whether or not they invite them places. So maybe you can tell me why does Teresa's daughter not like her brother or her brother-in-law's wife? The oldest daughter? Yeah. What's up with that? Um, I think that some stuff happened while Teresa was away, as they say. Um, oh, she was locked up? Yeah. And I think her brother and Melissa make it seem like they were around a lot for the girls. And the girls are kind of making are kind of saying like, no, you weren't around as much as you're saying that you were around. And then obviously probably the stuff that they hear from their mom and the stuff that they see on the show, Mm -hmm. I'm sure Mm -hmm. plays into all of that. Um, So, and Joe Gorga, her brother talks to her daughters. Like when you see them, like with Gia and Joe, he talks real aggressively at her and she's like not having that. And so I don't think that helps the situation. Mm. I think I saw someone say this on um, Watch What Happens Live this past week or so, and I firmly agree with it. I think they just need to go to their separate corners and stay there. Like, their relationship isn't healthy. It's going to take a lot of work for it to be healthy, and I don't think that happens while you have cameras around or in the room. Um, And neither of them seem willing to give up the spotlight for their family and for it to help in the health of that relationship. So like if you're going to choose fame and money over a United family front, because it's easier to have a, and better to have a storyline than it is to like have peace in your home. And that's the choice you make. And like, but one, I'm kind of tired of watching it. And two, it's just unhealthy for your family in general. So stay away from each other. And I bet it's, I bet it's really like emotionally taxing to, to be around each other when you just hate each other like and you have to yeah. fake nice for a while until it all boils over which it does every single time that they're together if they were smart they'd play into it and just have an understanding that at the end of the day you know we're still family and we love it and love each other but beef it up on camera i don't know yeah i don't think they're able to damn to separate it Gotta be a business man <laughs> you not would a think. business man oh wow <laughs> Shit. So was there anything that you guys related to in the birth story for Teresa and Joe when you watched it? Well, I watched it. Desmond watched the most recent one, so he didn't see the season two episode. But um, not a relate. Like when she was getting ready to go to the hospital and she was in like jeans and a tube top and her hair was done and she was put, she was like packing her makeup bag. I was Mm. like, that's so far from how I was at the very end. Um, and I had just gotten to month nine, so I wasn't even like fully, you know, into it yet, uh, or full term or whatever. Um, so that was like not relatable. Um, and then when she was at the hospital and maybe this was also because the cameras were there or whatever, but she was very like jokey, jokey with everybody. Like once the contractions were happening, like I was texting when I wasn't like in like full contraction time. Um, but she was calling everybody using her flip phone. It was very 2009, that episode. Um, she uh, was calling everybody. She was joking with the nurses, joking with Joe. And, like, I all I could do was focus on the contraction that was happening and, like, looking at the clock to see when it, would, when it was over and then when the next one started, how long it had been since the last one. Like, so um, I, I couldn't have done all of that. But, again, this was her fourth – Pregnancy. So, like, who knows? But so, to answer your question, no, nothing was related. <laughs> Could not relate to Teresa less. Yeah, basically. Understood. Understood. Well, there was, it was nice to go back and visit old um, Housewives of New Jersey. It was, um, it was like a nice kind of time capsule. It was a little triggering in some ways because of just the like, peak millennial fashion there was literally a hat that uh what's Jacqueline's daughter's name again Ashley um Ashley that Ashley was wearing it was like that like cat that like beanie little cap thing like woven beanie cap that I used to wear one all the time it's like halfway off the back of your head yeah exactly I was like god such a and like a deep swoop bang move yes Mm -hmm. I was 
I was a little upset with myself, I think. <laughs> maybe what it was was like watching it back. I was like, that was me. And I thought it was so cool. <laughs> and I looked like an idiot. Like, <laughs> oh, well. that was all of us. Desmond, you would have liked this like old season two New Jersey because it's what I think at least the Jersey housewives should have continued to be. And it a little bit is because the people, the women on that show are, are friends like outside of filming. But like the cast then was Teresa, um, Caroline Manzo, which crazy I, one. No, Caroline oh. is she's not on there anymore. But Caroline Manzo, Caroline's sister, Dina, Caroline's si- Dina was a friend of in oh. second season. There were only four housewives. Oh. If you look, well, at she the had transition, she had confessionals though. Was, yeah, so she was there, and then Caroline's sister-in-law was on there too. Later, like in in a couple of the seasons apps after that, Melissa, so Teresa's sister joined, and then Teresa's cousin Kathy joined. Like it was a very like family family friend group, uh, whether it was the cast or friends. Very of. Jersey, very Jersey. Um, so we so we got to see like the Manzo Mafia because there was there's some like little like whispers about the Manzos being like allegedly involved in some like questionable stuff mm, I have um, nothing to say. you can't convince me there's not mob connections there i'm sorry i love caroline i love the mantos i was sad to see them leave my television i refuse to believe there ain't some mafia connections in there somewhere <laughs> well that's all alleged and we like our lives so um <laughs> but but I, i'm with you though i missed i missed them um albie's adorable it was cool to see chris and albie again um, this episode was when Chris was like uh, tr- trying trying out his hand at being the manager of a strip club car wash. Hmm. Interesting combination. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Do they have like the girls stripping like as you go through the car wash? I'm curious how that works. You know, the or do business you get your car plan was never fully <laughs> thought out. Okay. But I think it was something along the lines of like having a strip club available to you while your car is getting washed. Getting like and then the strippers like in between shifts or dances or whatever would come and clean the car. So really it's like you could kind of sit anywhere. You could choose to stay right next to your car if that was your thing to watch a stripper watch your car. Or if you prefer the classier experience with, you know a gentleman's club. In the gentleman's club version of it, then you, know, you go inside for that. And it just happens all wherever you want it, I guess. Mm-mm. Doesn't fancy me at all. I don't, like, I don't want a stripper washing my car. If I'm going to get my car washed, I need like the dude on the corner who actually needs some money. Like, hey, man, 10 bucks, I'll clean your windshield. You got it, you know? Mm-mm. Not a stripper in high heels just like trying to show me your titties while she's half cleaning my car. <laughs> No, I need a clean car. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was like a good car wash though? Like if you if she also needed the dollar. I don't know. And still like just also just had a general sense of perfectionism, you know, because like that totally could exist. I still it feels like mixing business with pleasure. It's like for me, car washes are like a Saturday morning, Sunday morning type thing, and then if I want to go see some titties, like. I don't want to see that before noon. You know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of odd unless, you know, we get some uh, AM, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just no. Oh, can't wait for you to go back to the doctor and get the okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, we also had our lovely Danielle. It's always good to have a good dose of her sometimes. You what know? a mess, man. But she's great television. She made really great television. I I will sometimes go back and watch the table flip, not whole episode, but sequence from time to time because it is just soap opera goodness. And I love that in the second season, they're all against her and she feels like she needs to actually carry bodyguards and security. Like she surrounds herself with ex-cons. Yeah, so Danielle, it's, one of the cast members, she has to go to the Manzo's like event venue which they run but like none of them mess with danielle so she like found a friend who is like her security to take her there so nobody messes with her which doesn't help 
Well, which actually like backs up LP's claim about this Manzo mafia situation. (laughs) Well, that's what they're insinuating. Yeah. They're insinuating that she has to show up with security because the Manzos are, you know, known for their history, but Whatever, Danielle. She shows up with like Danny and Johnny and Johnny looks like he's been drinking too much of the prison hooch. And it's just like I I, it, it's fantastic television. And my favorite part is where Jacqueline starts calling her out on all of her names. She's like Beverly, Angela, Meryl, because I guess like Danielle's gone has lived many iterations of life and has changed her name along the way for her own protection. So, like, this woman just lives and breathes Jersey drama. And I'm, I love it. It's incredible. I wonder, I wonder where she is now. (laughs) Engaged 19 times. You could probably add like five or six engagements since then, even, I think. She's definitely been engaged several times since. The last time she was on our TV screen, she was getting married again. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Danielle, Danielle, Danielle. Well, OG New Jersey is much different from current New Jersey. So that's the episode that Desmond watched. Um, And one thing that he mentioned in the group chat as he was watching was about the conversation between Frank and Dolores. Oh, yeah. Man, that's that's a hard conversation to have. Frank is upset that things are changing all these years later from his divorce. I feel him, though. I felt him on that conversation. Can you tell me what they're arguing about? Something about a a family get together because someone got a job. What happened? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Do you? So Frankie Jr. Got a new job. He's like feeling really good about himself in his career. So he wanted to take his parents out to dinner as kind of like a, a thank you. Like he wanted to be a man and kind of go out and take his parents to dinner. So he had invited, I guess, Frank and his sister, and they were going to invite Dolores. But what Frank kind of brought to the table was like, I guess Frankie was a little nervous or anxious about inviting Dolores and not knowing if he should invite Polly, Dolores's new boyfriend. And Dolores, I think, was pushing to say, yes, we, you know, we should invite the significant others. And you should invite Brittany, who's Frank's girlfriend. And Frank is pushing back saying, well, sure, but sometimes there are things that might just be better for us to do as a family and just be the four of us. And I think Dolores is kind of, I think feels an obligation or a desire to like, I don't know, protect her relationship with Paul and is saying, well, this is our family now. Like our family now includes, we are an inclusive family and it now includes other people. It includes Brittany, your girlfriend, it includes Polly, like, this is our family now. And I think Frank is just having a hard time coming to terms with that idea and still wants to keep some things to the nuclear family. Well, he also wants the same kind of access to Dolores that he's had all of these years. And Polly's like, "Mm, like, no, there has to be some sort of space there because I'm her boyfriend now and you're her ex-husband. We're not going to play the game where you guys live together kind of, or or whatever, like he wants there to be more. I don't think Polly is like be done with Frank forever, but I think he he's like let's have some real like boundaries, true boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Then sounds like you need to marry her. Sorry, guy. Like you're the boyfriend. I'm the ex husband. But ex. Don't matter. She ha- <laughs> she has my kids. If I just want us to do something as a family, I would hope that your current boyfriend would respect that we once had a family and we just want to get together. Like, and I, I, there's no like set limit on when they could all come together. But in my eyes, once you marry the woman, you guys have a couple kids, you blend the family, then I wouldn't see an issue. But I felt frank on that. He was so sad. He was crying at the table in his little leather vest. (laughs) That leather vest. When he walked up, I was like, when she starts singing the Macho Man or Village Man or YMCA, I was like dead on the money. He looks like he just walked out of a leather club. But he, I do, I do feel for him. But then again, I do respect the boyfriend lay, wanting to lay down law and, you know, put boundaries on 
his relationship going forward. So I do see both points. I don't just want to pick Frank's side, but that's, that was just a tough conversation to have. Yeah, I get both too. Like I get that he he's used to how things were, and he's like, you know, we've both dated people in the past and things haven't changed, so why does it have to change now? Mm. But, yeah, he's so sad. Because she ain't dating no pushover like David anymore. I know. Well, you know, David and Frank were <laughs> also roommates. That was weird. That was a lot of crossover there. It's yeah. a little confusing. Not my cup of tea. I couldn't do it. No, me neither. All right, what are we talking about, Shadi? The Jersey Housewives have filmed the reunion. And I want to know what you think about these reunion looks. So we have a theme. I really feel like Beverly Hills is the only franchise that never has a color scheme. And it makes me crazy. But the Jersey Housewives do. They've got this blue and gold situation happening. I don't I don't know the first two women. Okay, so this is Rachel Fuda. She's a newbie. Um, and this is Jen Fessler, another newbie. And LP, I don't know how you feel about these two, but I want Jen Fessler and Rachel Fuda to switch positions next year. I want Jen Fessler to have a peach. I could live without Fuda. Yeah. Who's yeah. Fuda? Fuda, this Fuda can go. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, and then Jackie is a friend of, she was... Yeah, she's the one who had the um, rumor about the husband. Yes. I remember her. Yes. And then obviously we've got Jennifer Aiden, which... Teresa! Teresa. And babe, this is a pantsuit. Hey. Okay. And then Marge looks like a snack. I know you're a munch. Okay. You're a munch? Maybe for Marge. Look at her. She looks great. Marge, hit us up. Yeah. And then you got your girl, Melissa. And this thing back here, it's a cape, but it's also a hood. You didn't need to tell me that. Okay. And (laughs) it doesn't change what you think about the outfit? Mm -mm, Okay. um, This mm. is Danielle Cabral, another newbie. Um, I really like like her. Tomb Raider? Yeah. Remember Tomb Raider? Um, What was her name? Bronwyn. Oh, yeah. From OC, you think Strong face. Okay. She is technically from Long Island, and you can tell by her voice. Oh, yeah. She's the one who sounds like Danielle Monero. Oh, I'm sorry. Staten Island. Yeah. Staten Island. (laughs) Yeah. uh Oh, go ahead. I was just saying I like her. What do you think about her, LP? My favorite fact about her is that she was on MTV Real Life. I'm a Staten Island girl. And uh, so this is her second bout on reality television, which I... I'm a big fan of. Shout out to True Life. Yep. And then obviously I know, our girl Dolores. right? Do you remember that? Real True Life and Made used to be some of my favorite MTV shows. That must be why we love reality TV because it started there when we were it like. It started way back when. Yeah, way, way Real back. World was really my first like obsession with reality TV. Real World New Orleans and yeah. Real World Hawaii were like and Seattle were some of my. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, be my baby tonight. <laughs> I seen you with another thugs and come, some, some. Come on, be my baby come tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. <laughs> he had a hit. Oh, my God. oh wow, y'all. Shout if you know, you know. His name is Tokyo. David, now. Oh, yeah, I know. Tokyo. His name is Tokyo now. I found this. Excuse me? I found on Paramount this real world New Orleans reunion season and. Before I could finish watching it, Paramount took it off of Paramount. And so I couldn't even finish it. But it was great. Everybody still hated Julie because she was fucking weird. And um, David is now Tokyo. And Melissa still looks good. Melissa. Which one's Melissa? The blonde girl? No, a big lip. Um, no. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, the black girl. The short girl. Yeah. yeah. And then who was the blonde girl? What was her name? Do you remember? But she's married to somebody famous. Julie? No. This other girl who I forgot. Anyway, I digress, but thank you for raising us, MTV. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know who this black woman is in the corner. That's Dolores. Excuse me? That's that's a Dolores. That is Dolores. It is Dolores. That's... It is Dolores. How, <laughs> okay. how many of these women do you think are actively taking Ozempic? Dolores said she was on Watch What Happens Live. Mm, I bet the stock went up. Dolores has admitted to it. Marge there has is no to be. way. Has to be oh, like has to be Marge. No Marge. I'm not hating. I just she got real skinny, real. She's fast. had rapid weight loss. You yeah. don't think she works out? No, I do not. Marge I, and like she doesn't have to. She's got money and you know whatever. She never really was into that. I, she may be working out something to like maintain, but like she's had dress. I think Teresa also shed has shed a bunch of weight. Look at her collarbones. 
She does look, yeah. And she was Jennifer always Aiden in great. Just always shape. seems to be doing something to herself, so I have to assume. Um, can I say something that maybe is like, maybe it's, it might be mean. Jennifer Aiden, I think, I mean, I just commented on the women's weight. So. <laughs> I, I feel like Jennifer Aiden in like the day to day filming of Jersey, she looks fine. She dresses fine. I feel like for these reunions, she dresses like, like a Turkish grandmother. Yeah, that's hate. We talk a lot about Giselle's outfits, but I don't think we talk enough about, I guess not talk enough about, but <laughs> don't give the same energy to Jennifer. I don't know. I don't like, like, I feel like almost She's all her the reunion Giselle looks of, of, Jersey. of New Jersey. I feel that. I feel that for yeah. sure. I don't even think her, re, like her confessional looks all that great. Like, Sometimes. I don't think she's got. It's just very, really it's, I mean, it is, sense. it does feel very Says Jersey, right? in a sweatshirt and leggings right now, but like. I'm wearing overalls, maternity overalls, so. But you make it look precious. It's very comfortable, y'all. What do you think about these reunion looks? Um, I'll give you my top three. Okay. Actually, I'll give you my top four. Okay. Number one, Teresa. Okay. Two, Dolores. Mm-hmm. Three, Margaret. Four, Melissa. Okay. Um, did I get all the names right? Yeah, you did. Damn. Okay. Proud yeah. Of you. Yeah. Yeah. Teresa looks great. I'm actually in complete agreement. I can't decide if Marge is two or three, but Dolores and Marge are like in the running for second place after Teresa for me, and then Melissa. I like Danielle's look more than I like Melissa's look. This one. Eh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we got the same noise on that. Uh, okay. <laughs> but damn. Um, I mean, to each their own. Yeah. Dolores looks like she's ready to bag a ball player. She looks great. She, she does. Great. Jesus. She does. Um, so, yeah. But apparently the, the reunion was wild. There was all these rumors that Melissa was out after the reunion, but she has since come out and been like, I'm not going anywhere. So I can't wait for that to come out. Yeah. I heard um, that too. So we shall, you know, we shall see, but it's been a pretty deep, it's been like a decent season. I think so far of Jersey, they went to Ireland for Teresa's bachelorette. Um, you know, Melissa and Teresa just continue to go at it all the time. And I love still all the, um, was this past episode where the boys got together or was that the episode before? It was episode before then they got together and Frank brought over weed and they all just like had a little, and they had a little food truck. Freaking adorable. Mm. But I, I did. The, the, oh, go ahead. I was going to say the boys relationship. I would wa- almost rather watch a show about that. I would love a spinoff, but, you know, so, like a little boys trip. How about mm-hmm. Frank giving his daughter a Porsche for her 17th birthday? Oh, Joe did that. Yeah. Joe. Oh, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Great gift. I mean, I love that. What was what was your first car when you were a teenager? A '95 Pathfinder, okay. whose name was the Albino Dragon. I remember that dragon because even though it was a '95, it also came to college with you, where I met you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of miles on that thing. Mm-hmm. My first car. You didn't know how many miles on it because it was stuck at eighty nine thousand miles oh from the day that I gosh. got it. So. Oh shit. I have no idea in the six years that I drove that, not six, it was five, four or five. And I took a break. My sister got it for a little while and then they got too worried about her driving it. So I got to drive it again anyways. So yeah. My first car was a, uh, like a turquoise green 93 Mazda protege. Nice. Okay. We should have something cool. Cool. The first day that I drove it to school, it started smoking from the hood. Like as soon as I parked. Um, so that was fun and not embarrassing at all. Um, yeah. So I drove that for a while before I got a car that wasn't a hazard to myself and others. What was yours? Tesla. Okay. Your very first car. Yeah. How old are you? I'm, like I said. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I had 96 Grand Dam. Pontiac Grand Dam. Yeah. Nice. Got a lot of tickets in that thing. God, none of, of those things are Porsches. Tony is living Mm-mm. the dream. My car was white like hers. <laughs> Close enough. That was about it. Protégé yeah. starts with a P like Porsche. Mm. The number of things I ran into with that car. I shouldn't have had a Porsche. It's ir- It would have been irresponsible oh, yeah. for me to have anything other than the car that I had. 
like one time Bree and I were driving in the <laughs> we were driving in the drive-thru at McDonald's. I ran into the wall in the drive-thru, bounced off of it, and was like, <laughs> oh well. Because like it was mm. it was a 95 Pathfinder in 2007 or eight. Like it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Uh, well, it was fun to kind of to look back and then also see where the Jersey ladies are are now and how that has all changed. Um, so we'll just kind of stay tuned for the reunion and see see how that plays out. And we'll finally be able to get um, Teresa's wedding in the next couple episodes. Yeah, I feel like she was married like two years ago. It was a while Damn. ago. Yeah. So we'll finally get to see it. But any other thoughts before we, we break before game time? Okay, then we will be our beat. <laughs> it was like two kids in the back of the class that didn't want to raise their hands because they wanted to get out. <laughs> nope. All right, cool. Nope, no questions. No questions. We're good. Yeah.